Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Thursday, May 18th. The nation's deadliest school attack happened on this date, but you might be surprised to know that it happened all the way back in 1927. On that day, part of a schoolhouse in Bath Township, Michigan, was blown up with explosives. Local farmer Andrew Keogh planted the explosives and then set off a bomb in his truck. The attacks killed 38 children and six adults, including Keogh, who also killed his own wife. Authorities say he suffered financial difficulties and was seeking revenge for losing a township clerk election. The school that was the site of the attack has since been demolished, and a new school opened in its place in 1928. It was eventually torn down in 1975, and a commemorative park was created on the site. Now let's have a look at that Thursday forecast over at the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center. Good morning, everyone. Meteorologist Chris Holtzman here tracking moderate to heavy rain today with a front and area of low pressure. Those two features will bring again steady rain to the area. Temperatures only in the 70s, even a few spots stuck in the upper 60s. And future tracker shows that front nearby, moderate to heavy rain at times. We'll have to watch high tide along the coast, especially before and after 8 o'clock. Some heavy rain will likely fall during that time frame, which could lead to a higher risk of flooding. So just be aware of that. For tonight, temperatures back in the 60s with scattered rain and storms. And our seven-day forecast shows that we keep that rain and storm chance around as we head into the weekend. Even early next week, we go from the 70s today into the 80s by the weekend. Have a great day. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast, powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. A lawsuit has been filed after a golf cart crash killed a newlywed bride last month. Her husband, who was injured in the crash, is now suing the alleged driver and several businesses. Folly Beach police say Eric Hutchinson, his wife Samantha Miller, and two others were driving down Ashley Avenue when they were hit from behind. Samantha died in that crash while Eric and the two others were taken to a hospital for their injuries. Police say Jamie Komorski was the driver of the car. Blood tests taken at the, after the crash show that she had a blood alcohol level of 0.261%, three times over the legal limit in South Carolina. She is facing reckless homicide and DUI charges. The lawsuit alleges Komorski had a, quote, booze-filled day of bar hopping, and the businesses that she visited failed to exercise due care in serving alcoholic drinks. Now, in addition to Komorski, the lawsuit named Snapper Jacks, the Drop-In Bar and Deli, the Crab Shack, Taco Boy, El Gallo Bar and Grill, and Bottle Cap Holdings. We've reached out to these businesses for a comment on the lawsuit. So far, Taco Boy is the only business to have responded. In their statement, it reads in part, On the day of the accident, we can confirm with absolute certainty that Jamie Komorski did not set foot in Taco Boy, nor did anyone on our team serve her alcohol at the restaurant. We have confirmed this by watching 16 hours of video footage from multiple cameras, staff interviews with everyone working that day, and by reviewing all sales receipts. Now, attorneys for the family of a mom and her two daughters who were killed in a car crash last year say now is the time for accountability. Stephanie Dantzler and her daughters, Shanice and Miranda Dantzler-Williams, died on, the mother, on Mother's Day last year after they were hit by uh, former Deputy Emily Pelletier's car. 
She, along with the sheriff's office, the county, and another deputy, Clinton Sachs, are named in the wrongful death lawsuit. Attorneys argue the sheriff's office has a history of dangerous deputy driving, citing incidents dating all the way back to 2015. The lawsuit claims GPS data from the deputy's vehicles show the two traveled at dangerous speeds the night of the crash while responding to non-emergency call. The lawsuit is requesting a jury hearing. The sheriff's office and county both have declined to comment on the lawsuit. One of three suspects accused of using the dating app Tinder to rob a man and later murder him has entered a plea. Zora Henderson has entered what's called an Alford plea, meaning she's not accepting guilt but believes that the state has enough evidence to convict her. Henderson is accused of luring 24-year-old Alan Johnson III to a North Charleston apartment last year to rob him which then led to his murder when he resisted. State lawyers say Henderson was not in the room when the murder happened, but was texting her alleged accomplices uh, identified as Joshua Mack and Ashray Gadsden and allegedly was encouraging the robbery. All three were arrested and charged with murder and armed robbery. Henderson's plea is for the armed robbery charge. Prosecutors say they're dropping the murder charge because of her cooperation. She will be sentenced at a later time. One North Charleston mom is still searching for answers six years after her son's murder. In March of 2017, Tariqus Goss was riding his bike with his son on East Montague and Independent Avenues when he was shot and killed. His son survived the incident. Now Goss's mom, Alicia Williams, says it's time to find out who really killed her son. As of now, no arrests have been made, but the North Charleston Police Department says it remains an active investigation. If you have any information about the shooting, you can head to live5news.com and click under this web story. Honesty, transparency, and a man with a servant's heart. That's the theme of tributes pouring in for the Holy City's chief of police. Luther Reynolds shared a letter with the community saying that he is ending cancer treatments and entering hospice care. Our Molly McBride tells us how his colleagues describe his impacts to the low country in his five years of leading the force. Chief Reynolds' colleagues say he's a person who's committed his heart to public service and has the integrity needed to run a police department. You looked at this man and who was just a picture of health and then have to go through this. Um, and he just he took it with grace um, every step of the way. And I know that um, this, this journey that he is going through, he's not going through it alone. We were with him on this. Councilmember Peter Shahid says Reynolds is always looking for ways to make the department better and more responsive to the community. He praises Reynolds for leading the department through the racial bias audit, saying he embraced it every step of the way. Reynolds began his journey as chief of the Charleston Police Department in 2018. He shared his cancer diagnosis in November of 2021 and returned to his job three months later after losing a leg to cancer. Part of the letter Reynolds shared today reads, quote, I cannot tell you how proud I am of the men and women of the Charleston Police Department and how honored I am to have led them. As I set out on the final journey that God has planned for me, I'm thankful that I'll be able to spend these days in the city I've come to love, surrounded by family and friends. It is the last great gift in a life that's been full of them. 
Council member Shayed says the department is losing a person ahead of his time on policing, but he reassured me that Reynolds has built an amazing team and is leaving the department well equipped to keep the community safe. To read Reynolds' full letter, you can find that under this web story at live5news.com. In the newsroom, Molly McBride, Live 5 News. Mayor John Tecklenburg has asked the three, deputies chief, three deputy chiefs to lead the department through this period. We here at Live 5 also would like to thank, uh, take this time to thank Chief Reynolds for his service to the Charleston community. Well, it's been nearly six months since our sister station WBTV's Sky 3 helicopter crashed in Charlotte. Now the Charlotte-Mecklenburg Police Department have honored one of the victims in a big way. The crash killed pilot Chip Tayag and meteorologist Jason Myers. Yesterday, Chip was honored by Charlotte-Mecklenburg Police for his actions that day to save lives. There was a standing ovation for Chip's wife, Carrie, when she accepted the Civilian Medal of Valor Award for her late husband uh, from CMPD. Police say Chip took heroic action to avoid the helicopter crashing on the interstate and hurting other people. Island mother is honoring her daughter who passed away by continuing her passion of reading and providing access to books. It's the second year of the Great Way Book Drive and this year too local organizations will be able to offer books to people they serve. Emily Zuhowski is live from We Are Family in North Charleston to tell us how local youth are going to benefit. Emily, good morning. Nick, good morning. After 14-year-old Kaya Batts passed away in a car accident in 2021, her mother Susan wanted to do something to honor her by sharing her love of reading for years to come. Now, Kaya loved books and believed everyone should be able to own books that are reflective of who they are. So last year, they started a book drive to bring books to people who might not otherwise have access to them and collected over 3,000 books. This year, they chose LGBTQI plus youth organization We Are Family and reading partners of South Carolina. Susan says she feels like the impact is something Kaya really would have loved. I feel like every time somebody buys a book or donates a pre-loved book in her honor that they are thinking about her, that they um, are aware of the amazing life that she led as a person and so it really means a lot. Here at We Are Family's Closet Case Thrift Store, Susan wanted to make sure the community that comes here has access to books that reflect who they are. The organization's team says the partnership just makes sense right now, especially in a time where book bans are happening around the country. We are providing the books that our youth need, uh, not only to grow their minds, but to grow our community. Um, we are so excited to have them here to uh, build those bridges to not just our youth, but our parents and our families. Now they are collecting books until June 1st, and you can find out how to donate by looking on this web story on our website, live5news.com. Reporting live in North Charleston, Emily Zuhowski, Live 5 News. All right, thank you, Emily. Well, meanwhile, Reading Partners of South Carolina is gearing up to celebrate its 10-year anniversary this week. Reading Partners is a national nonprofit that has been part of the Charleston educational landscape since 2013. The Light Up Literacy event is set for today at 6 p.m. at Firefly Distillery. The family-friendly event is open to the public and will include food trucks, craft cocktails, and, of course, some live music. And if you're looking to stock up on books for summer reading, 
morning. Uh, you'll find plenty of material at that big book sale this weekend. Officials with Charleston Friends of the Library say it's their largest fundraiser of the year with more than 60,000 books of all genres on sale with some price as low as just a dollar. The money raised from the sale will then go towards funding library programs at all Charleston County Public Libraries. The sale will take, take place at the Omar Shrine Auditorium and will be open to the public starting tomorrow through Sunday afternoon. Event officials say there may even be a guest appearance from the library's friendly mascot, Albert, starting on Saturday morning. On this date in 1910, Halley's Comet passed by the Earth. It happens every 76 years, which means it returned sometime in 1986. So you have plenty of time to plan for its next appearance, which won't happen again until 2061. Celebrating birthdays today, actress Priscilla Pointer is 99. Actor James Stevens from the 70s hit The Paper Chase turns 72. Country singer George Strait is 71. And comedian Tina Fey from 30 Rock and Saturday Night Live is 53. Hope you all have a great Thursday. It is almost Friday. We are so close to wrapping up this week. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow.